Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 26. Here's Pastor Ryan. Shall run and not be weary, they shall walk and not faint. That's the blessing we receive from seeking the Lord. It's always good to check all the bases, right, in your life, in those areas that you're fatigued. Don't have much energy to do much. You gotta check the boxes off. Am I really seeking? Have I been seeking the Lord? Maybe that's the problem. If He can make me physically strong, can He make me physically weak? Can he allow me to be lethargic, complacent, weak because I don't seek him? Absolutely. I feel so renewed and refreshed when it's been a while since I've opened up his word or or prayed really well. You know, just when you're off and running and you just don't get to get to the Bible and you, you just sense a heaviness, you sense a weakness, but then you get to it and, man, goodness, your soul just, you get pumped up. I think there's people that really are fatigued. And part of the reason is because they don't see God like they should. It's as if the Lord is saying, why should I give your body strength? You're not going to do anything anyway. Did I say that? (laughs) You know? I'm sure he gave Uzziah strength because he was going to use the strength, right? God helped him against the Philistines. He became exceedingly strong. And Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, at the valley gate, and at the corner buttress of the wall. Then he fortified them, and also he built towers in the desert. And, you know, when you think about these strong towers and how warfare was in those days, armies just rushing each other with spears and arrows and rocks and whatever they can get their hands on, it's like, When it came down to a battle, wouldn't it be nice to have a strong tower to run up and and have protection from the invading armies where you can get way up on top, uh, up on top where they can't get you, but you can still get them from up there. It's a place of safety and refuge. And that is what the Lord is to us. So these physical things, monuments or, or, you know, Towers and walls that he's building. It's just a picture of what's happening spiritually to Israel. God's their strong tower. We're told in Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. God is our strong tower. Is there anything you're afraid of? Do you have any anxiety, any worry, any doubt? Run to Jesus. Run to your strong tower and be safe. He will protect you. You'll be able, as you draw close to Jesus, you'll be able to look over that tower and look down and have better discernment of where the enemy is coming at you. When sometimes you're getting hit from every direction and it's like, I don't know where he's coming from. It's, uh, well, get in the strong tower, get on top, get close to Jesus, and you'll be able to figure out where the enemy is coming at you. 
and you can gird up, put the armor of God on, and attack those areas. So many Christians, so many times we lack discernment of what's really going on with the spiritual warfare in our life because we're not seeking the Lord like we should. He trains our hands for war, the Bible says. The high praises of God are in our mouth and our hand on a sword. Yeah, so he he's this guy has been made strong by the Lord. <clears throat> he dug many wells, for he had much livestock, both in the lowlands and in the plains. He also had farmers and vine dressers in the mountains and in Carmel, for he loved the soil there. Carmel is so beautiful, Mount Carmel. And you have uh, the Valley of Megiddo beneath it, or the Valley of Armageddon. And to this day, you see it's, it's, it's beautiful farmland, just lush, as far as the eye can see. And, uh, and so he loved the soil there. But I love the fact that he dug many wells, right? People need water to live. Soldiers need water to drink, to fight. And it just speaks of prosperity. Farmers, vine dressers, wells being dug. That's the reward for those who seek the Lord. So many are dry. And in a thirsty land, when they don't need to. When God beckons us to come to him, as Jesus said that if we come to him, we will never hunger and we will never thirst. Jesus calls out and says, if any man thirst, let him come to me. There's no need for us to be thirsty. There's no need for us to be dry spiritually. Come to Jesus and be refreshed. Draw close to him. And just like wells bring hydration to people, health to people, water is is such a beautiful picture of the freshness of the Lord. He washes us. He cleanses us. He heals us. He soothes us. Everyone's into ice baths now, right? So getting close to the Lord is like an ice bath. Whoo! You get blessed. You get refreshed. Usually if we're dry, if we're thirsty, it's just a sign that we have to seek him. We have to seek him for ourselves. Clarissa can't seek him for me. I need to seek him for myself. And then we can make supplications for our family and friends. But we need to be refreshed. We need to be spiritually hydrated to be able to help others. Farmers and vine dressers, the mountains of Carmel, for he loved the soil. Moreover, Uzziah had an army of fighting men who went out to war by companies according to the number on their roll as prepared by Jael, the scribe, and Maaseah, the officer, under the hand of Hananiah, one of the king's captains. 
The total number of chief officers of the mighty men of valor was 2,600. And under their authority was an army of 307,500 that made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. Then Uzziah prepared for them for the entire army, shields, spears, helmets, body armor, bowls, and slings to cast stones. And he made devices in Jerusalem, invented by skillful men, to be on the towers and on the corners to shoot arrows and large stones. So his fame spread far and wide, for he was marvelously helped till he became strong. And so, man, this guy was innovative. He had skillful men invent different, uh, you know, weapons of war. He had armies that were mighty in power to help him against his enemies. He was a skillful farmer, vine dresser. He knew how to deal with agricultural. He had wisdom in engineering. He had wisdom in military uh, uh, battles. He had so much wisdom. And who gave him that wisdom? God. God gave him that wisdom. God is able to give you and I wisdom. Wisdom beyond our years. Wisdom beyond our imagination. To do things that ear has not seen, ear has not, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared. The wisdom that he gives is amazing. And he was helped marvelously till he became strong. But when he was strong, listen to this, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord, his God, by entering the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. So as Uriah the priest went in after him, and with him were 80 priests of the Lord, valiant men, and they withstood King Uzziah and said to him, It is not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord, but for the priests, the sons of Aaron, who are consecrated to burn incense. Get out of the sanctuary, for you have trespassed. You shall have no honor from the Lord God. And so we see that Uzziah transgressed against the Lord. He presumed to take the position of a priest and to go into the house of God to burn incense, which only the sons of Aaron, the priests, who were consecrated to be able to do that can do so. He was not allowed to do so. He was king, yes. But even kings are accountable to the word of God. Amen? No one is above the word of God. Period. And it's a beautiful thing. God sees. But it says here that when Uzziah was strong, that his heart was lifted up to his destruction. Pride is the worst sin. Self-sufficiency. Not God-dependence. That's humility. Self-sufficiency, not seeking God, 
thinking he can do things without God, by himself. But his heart, I believe, was lifted up in pride because I believe Uzziah stopped having a thankful heart. He wasn't thankful. God gave him military wisdom. God gave him agricultural wisdom. God gave him wisdom to invent things and to appoint armies and soldiers and captains. And, and, and he, he knew so much because God gave him these tools. But he was not thankful to the Lord. Being thankful is so important to God. We are called to enter his courts with thanksgiving for the things that he has done in our lives. If we are not thankful for the little things, we will not be thankful for the greater things. The biggest thing that God has done for us is he saved us through the cross of Jesus Christ. He gave his life for us. And God calls us to be thankful for our salvation and to praise him for our salvation and to rejoice in our salvation. That's why, you know, in in this evening, you know, we try to sing loud. I know I did because I I took a bite of the sandwich before I brought it here for you tonight to take a bite out of it. And I was convicted, like, man, sing to the Lord. Praise him with all your heart. Show him how grateful you are for what he has done for you. Teach your children and grandchildren. It is good to give thanks to the Lord for he is good. When we eat our meals, we thank him. When we wake up in the morning, we thank him for our homes, for our children, for our spouses, for our church. We pray and we thank him and we thank him for the work of our hands, for all of the provisions. There's so much to be thankful for. And I believe that if we want to be promoted, if we want greater things from the Lord, he watches to see how thankful we are in the little things. If you are not very grateful in what you have already, and you're always seeking to what God can give you in the future or, or tomorrow, why should he give you more if we're not grateful for what you have now? Gratitude reminds us that it's not us. That wisdom is not my wisdom. That understanding is not my understanding. And there are many people who don't give God thanks today. There are many professionals. There are many people who got their degrees, went to school, got good careers going on, who never thank the Lord. Because the world system is set up so that man will be grateful for himself. That man will praise himself and others will praise him. But to the Christian, we are grateful for the wisdom, for the understanding, for the strength, for everything that we have. It keeps us dependent on the Lord. Think about it. When you act, when we do the act of thanking God, it's, it's telling him, it's acknowledging, I only have this because of you. Uzziah stopped doing that. For some crazy reason, thought that he can go into God's house and presume a position that God didn't call him to. Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, 
as you know, in Leviticus chapter uh, 10, offered to the Lord strange fire, and they were, str- they were burned, they were toasted. God is so serious about his house, how we serve him, how we worship him. We are told in the New Testament, don't lay hands on anybody hastily. Let them first be tested that they can, you know, let them first be tested when it comes to deacons. We're told to pass these things on to faithful men who are able to teach others as well. God calls his church to put the right people in the right position, but there's always been people who have wanted positions that God hasn't called them to. And we see the danger in that. Hebrews 5 has a beautiful, beautiful... uh, We'll turn there. Beautiful verse, verses that deal with, with this situation. In Hebrews 5, verse 1, give me an amen once you're there. For every high priest taken from, from among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray, since he himself is also subject to weakness. Because of this, he is required, as for the people, so also for himself, to offer sacrifices for sins. Listen to this. And no man takes this honor to himself, but he who is called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest, but it was he The father who said to him, you are my son, today I have begotten you. And so you see there that these are appointments by God. God help us to observe whom you have called so that we don't lay hands on the wrong people. Amen? It is not for you. Uzziah to burn incense to the Lord, but for the priests, the sons of Aaron, who are consecrated to burn incense. Get out of the sanctuary, for you have trespassed. You shall have no honor from the Lord God. Then Uzziah became furious, and he had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was angry with the priests, leprosy broke out on his forehead, before the priest, in the house of the Lord, beside the incense altar. And Azariah the chief priest and all the priests looked at him, and there on his forehead he was leprous. So they thrust him out of that place. Indeed, he also hurried to get out because the Lord had struck him. And so leprosy, as we know, starts off small as a little splotch on the skin and hardly noticeable, but then it grows and grows and it affects the nervous system to the point where 
the patient becomes numb to feelings and, and can bang themselves and hurt themselves without feeling that pain. And that's really a good picture of sin, and it's a good picture of pride. And the, the, the fact that leprosy broke out on his forehead, he wouldn't be able to see it, guys, but the priests were able to see it. And with pride, usually it's others who see the pride in us before we recognize it ourselves. Lord, help us not to be prideful, Right? Because it can grow, and it can grow, and it can grow, and pride can destroy us. In Proverbs 11.2, it says, uh, when pride comes, then comes shame. I think of Jesus and the leper who came to him and worshipped him in Matthew uh, chapter 8 and, and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus said, I am willing. The Lord is so willing to help us against pride. The best thing we can do is, like the leper, come to him, bow down before the Lord and worship him and start thanking him for all that you have and asking him, Lord, give me your humility. Give me your meekness. Help people to see you and not me. Remove pride, self-sufficiency from me and help me to depend on you. And this is why we can't prosper unless we seek him. We can't prosper unless we obey him. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. He told the disciples, follow me. The calling of the Christian is we follow Christ. We can't prosper if we're not following them. We can't prosper if we're not covered in the dust of our rabbi. We can't learn if we're far from our rabbi. And even within a church, leadership cannot grow unless they're close to their pastor. Nothing has changed, you see. King Uzziah 21 was a leper until the day of his death. He dwelt in an isolated house because he was a leper, for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. Then Jotham, his son, was over the king's house, judging the people of the land. He was cut off from the house of the Lord. He was unclean because he had leprosy. He was isolated. You know any isolated Christians out there who are cut off from the house of the Lord for whatever Reason, they say. God knows the good ones, and there are very few reasons. Usually it's excuses. Usually it's complacency. And when you're isolated, I've said this to isolated people before. What did the walls tell you about your philosophy of staying home? What did the walls say to you? A nothing. There's no one for you to bounce your crazy spiritual religious idea off of. So you're living in your own understanding. You got to come into his house. Don't be isolated. Or the leprosy will just continue to grow. I 
Verse 22, now the rest of the acts of Uzziah from first to last, the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, wrote, so Uzziah rested with his fathers and they buried him with his fathers in the field of burial, which belonged to the kings, for they said he is a leper. Then Jotham, his son, reigned in his stead. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word and how convincing it is, Lord to our hearts to be careful with success. Be careful with even the blessings you give us. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Please.